Look, I don't even like sports games, but I like that game. I can't stand wrestling, but I love that game. Man, I hate real-time strategies. But I play that so much. Fighting games don't do a thing for me, but man, this game's awesome. Exceptions to the rule today on... Werewolf added a bit of growl in that. I like that. That was yeah. that was manly as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're we're keeping that in there. All right, welcome no everybody. Fresca for a wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, that was a weird noise. Okay, so we're doing a different kind of podcast apparently now. <laughs> welcome everybody. I'm Paul Schwartzline. <laughs> I think that was werewolf. But anyways. <laughs> We are joined here at the council table today of the Press B to Cancel podcast to discuss, I don't even know how to put this. Let's just say we're going to talk about the exceptions to the rule. Everybody has their niche. Everybody has their favorites and preferences. Today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. Let's talk about the exception to the rule. I am joined by the normal guys. Let's just say her name's here. Werewolf, what do you sound like? A little bit growly today, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. So that's Werewolf, everybody. <laughs> How about uh, we have Jake? Is that your name? Jake? I mean, it's not like we've only done 15 episodes by this point, but yeah. Yeah, I'm Sick Jake, and I'm just glad to be here talking about games that don't suck. <laughs> oh, well, we'll find out about that, Al. Uh, How about you, GP? Yeah, hi. How's everybody doing? <laughs> all right so uh yeah everybody's growly apparently today we're all we're all I got a excited. question for you gp how's your anus oh yeah <laughs> fair to midland <laughs> all right so anyways <laughs> so we uh we're doing it a little bit differently today i uh i took out my my dice that i never use and rolled a d4 to, to decide which order we're actually going to talk in i'm going to ask gp today what is the genre that you don't like generally but you have a game in that genre that you loved playing okay so i'm glad that you asked let me give you about fifteen thousand words about how i feel uh typically i'm not into sport games i love sports uh irl you know but sporting games i i just don't play them there are some but they're very few and far between that i i enjoy but there's a couple that I, tru- I truly feel are, are great. They're memorable games, not just because they're sports games, but because they're just well-done games. <laughs> In before he says NHL 94 for Sega Genesis. Okay, first up, can, yeah, can, can we get a spoiler alert before you give everything away there, Werewolf? Thank you. No, are, <laughs> is it okay to go ahead and tell you the game that I chose? Yeah, please do, please do. And okay. Chard Monk, just in case you're listening, sorry. Okay. Yeah, this was tough for me because I, I, I right away knew sports was going to be the the genre. But which game to choose was kind of rough because there are a few games, like I said, that I truly uh, find endearing. The one I've settled on uh, is uh, Mario Golf Toadstool Tour for the GameCube. 
Oh man, you're really throwing us for a loop. He he told us different earlier. Just to throw. Him I, I know it's it's between that or Tecmo Super Bowl, but we're not gonna we're not doing honorable mentions. So I got to stick with Toadstool Tour. Okay, it's a golf awesome. game. If you're not familiar, it is endlessly playable. There's unlockable courses, unlockable characters. There's chivos to unlock. There's there's just a lot that goes into it, and it's a beautiful game with um, intriguing music. You know. Something you can tap your foot to, and it just—it's not boring for a golf game. It's wonderful. Which which console is this for again? GameCube by Nintendo. Okay, new, <laughs> new, and okay. Not not that <laughs> Sega Sega GameCube, you know. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. released only in Hong Kong. The uh, Coleco GameCube. <laughs> All right, so. You don't like sports. I get. I can get. Or you do like sports, but you don't like sports games. I can. I can get that. I don't like sports, but I like sports games. I don't know. I don't. No, I'm not there. Uh, you're out of my wheelhouse entirely. You're gonna have to attack me through this. What makes this such a good game for you? Well, okay. So there's a lot of there. Uh, there's no shortage of video games based off of sports that are just straight. Like, hey, here's hockey. You know. Uh, so typically, or here's golf, or here's football, just for what it is. So typically, if I'm going to get into a video game that is sports-themed, I want there to be a a hook to it, something that makes it different. Um, Mutant League football was fun, you know, or, or, you know, all these various things that have different takes on the actual sport. So with Mario, you get just what you get with any Mario sporting game. Mario Tennis is just your favorite Mario people playing, you know, tennis. Yada, yada, yada. Mario Kart is, you know, everybody knows about that. So Mario Golf is... a sport, that's a way of life. (laughs) Right, yeah. Mario Golf is some of your favorite Mario characters, each with different talents and attributes and stats, um, playing golf. And and you can choose to either go against other players or you can go against just, you know, a a card full of people that you never get to see them play, but the computer decides how well they're doing. Uh, But ultimately it is... You figure out the weather conditions, how to hit the ball, where you need it to go. You strategize, you know, all the stuff you do with regular golf. But it's Mario, and all the courses are set on iconic uh, Mario landscapes or, you know, made-up landscapes that fit within kind of like a Mario-looking universe. But essentially, you're playing golf at Princess Peach's Castle. And it's dope as shit. And uh, it's, it's cool. And like I said, the, the graphics are beautiful. I think the first Mario Golf game was technically for the 64, and that was a great game. But everything that was fun about it was made better on the GameCube. I, you know, I'm a mediocre fan of the GameCube, but every now and then, they just, they f***ing knock it out of the park. And that's what they did with this one. So, it feels good to have just come out and said it. <laughs> Are <laughs> there any power-ups in the game, like from Mario series at all, or no? There, there are certain things that uh, can happen depending on how well you hit the ball, and everybody's are a little bit different. But really, no, not not so much with power-ups. A lot of it is just based on the character stats, whether they naturally hook or slice the ball, you know, things like that. And you know, their accuracy depends on a, a multitude of different things. So typically, your power swingers, like Petey Piranha, who's an unlockable character, he can just nail the ball. 300 whatever you know yards but his accuracy is very very small so you have to hit the ball very precisely which is on like a a sliding timer uh you know from like right side of the screen to the left and then back to the other side if that makes sense so you know uh, to be able to to knock a good ball far you've got to be very precise with your timing 
But if you're more of an intro-level character, you can have a character that doesn't whack it quite so far, but they have a easier window to be able to accurately hit the ball. If that makes sense. I'm probably doing a poor job describing it, but... It, it makes sense. I just have one question again. Did you just say whack it? Whack. Yeah, H first. Okay. Whack it. Okay, good. Uh, but then there's also... Okay, so we're going to go straight on to somebody else here now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> I peaked with whack. <laughs> Yeah, I, now now I just can't take you seriously. So ah, damn it. we're gonna but go yeah, on to uh... there's unlockable <laughs> characters. There's tutorials. There's chivos. If you haven't played it, go play it. It's fun. It's addictive, even if you don't like golf, and that's what makes it great. To say that I hate golf as like a sport, like I would never play. I played golf twice, and I hated doing it both times. But when it comes to video games, golf was actually a lot of fun. You have the multiple clubs. There's the driving section and the putting part. Like golf video games are for me anyway, also a lot of fun. For me, it was Hot Shots Golf on the, the PSP, but Mario Golf is also a great game. And a lot less walking, so I'll take it. See, I was never even able to get into traditional-style golf games, not even the, the silly ones like Mario Golf or anything like that. Um, one I got into was Golf Story for the Switch. That one was interesting, but uh, that one's supposed to be a lot like Mario Golf for the Game Boy Advance, I believe. It's more RPG golf. Which sounds weird as hell. Mm-hmm. R- would that be RPGG? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, I don't know. It, it's a, a, RPG. GRPG is exactly G-R-P-G. what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Well, fine. Ruin, ruin my. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I have no experience with golf other than that. I remember trying to like drive a golf ball in my neighbor's or my friend's backyard because he had no neighbors. So. I spent five minutes trying not to hit the ground and actually just hit the ball, and I never did it. So I was like, I quit. This is mini golf only for me. Really? So. See, I thought you were really big <laughs> into golf. Everybody called you, uh, what was that nickname? Golf Lundgren, I think was. No, no, that was you. No, that's That was true. you. No, no. <laughs> my, my brother, uh, small little tidbit here. My brother's actually a professional like PGA golfer. So I, I, I kind of love golf, but I also kind of hate golf because I've been to way too many tournaments. But uh, yeah, so Mar- Mario Golf. This is, is even more justified for you now. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah, a little bit of GP trivia, I suppose. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we got we got GP covered. There's the sports and golf. So if you wanted, if someone said I want to play this game right now, you'd say no problem. Yeah, I, I like the game inordinately more than I should, considering, like you said, I, I like neither sports games nor golf. Okay, perfect. Yeah. See, that's this is this is what I'm going for here. So, how about you, Jake? What do, what do you uh, what do you think is hot garbage normally? But uh, besides Donkey Kong Country, of course. But you actually really enjoy, despite. So tell me. Look, I don't know what you're talking about. I I love all video games. There's not a single <laughs> game that I hate. I would never Ever. trash a game, especially one that is treasured by millions worldwide. <laughs> Okay, so now that we got that PSA out of the way. You're right. No hate mail, please. Uh, So for me, okay, picture this. It's a dark and stormy night. Oh, yeah. And it's the N64, so there's a lot of fog. There's a highway. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And an 18-wheeler is driving down this highway. And it comes to a halt as a man in a black trench coat, his face painted white, is blocking the way. And there's flashes of light. It's WCW versus NWO Revenge. It's a wrestling game. That guy, his sting. I don't even know who Sting is. Well, I did a little bit as a kid. He's a wrestler. I've never been a big fan of wrestling. 
I used to watch a couple pay-per-views with friends at pubs and stuff, but I was never a fan of it. I know who Hogan is and Bret Hart and all that, but I was never a big fan of the TV show at all. But this game, released 1998 on the N64, is an amazing wrestling game. And I say that as, as somebody who normally does not like wrestling games. I am I the only one who's played this one? Am I, am I on a streak? I don't think so. <laughs> I think I played this. Okay, so let me preface this by saying I was I'm never out. big into wrestling as a kid. I wasn't. But I have family in Florida, and a lot of them were so into wrestling, it's ridiculous. Gators or people? And so, <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure my uncle had this one. Or my cousin had this one, one of them. And I'm pretty sure I spent a good chunk of one summer playing this with various cousins and my uncle. Yeah, this one for me is great because it was a, a four-player game. I mean, the N64 was great for local co-op, right? From GoldenEye oh, yeah. to, you know, everything. And it had a, a fantastic a 40-man Royal Rumble mode. And Ooh. with four players, you just kept switching off when you lost a guy. So even if you were no good at this game, and I was, I was bad at this game... Uh, it was still awesome because you still got to play for a long time. And, I mean, there's there's so much good about this game. The system is very tight, very well polished. It's very easy to play because a lot of the more modern wrestling games are very complex in terms of the moves and how you pull them off. Um, some of the later ones are more realistic, I guess, and trying to show the technical sides of wrestling. But this one was very arcade style. It was a lot of fun. 60 wrestlers, which is a lot. You could change their names, you could change their costumes a little bit, change colors, change factions, because this game had multiple factions. So you could really customize the wrestlers to, you know, how things change. Because wrestling, I mean, it was all about the stories and who switched sides and, and all that kind of stuff. And you could change them slightly in this. It was not very robust, but you can see that this game was really an influence in later wrestling games, which had the creative fighter modes. And it's, it's really awesome to see what you can do. So it's like the precursor to making your own wrestler, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Did it have the create your own character function? Because I may have played this based on a couple of answers you're about to give me. So not not no. as good as some other ones. <laughs> I just said that, but GP, just like my wife, is not listening to me, but that's okay. Well, no, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm stuck trying to remember because my, my exposure to wrestling games is limited. And I've got a couple of cousins who, who might be listening to this right now praying that it's not the story I'm about to tell. Because if, if it is, I, I do know this game. And could you make your own taunts, I guess, is the way I want to ask that. Was this one with the taunt assignment? Uh, there were taunts, but no, you could not make your own taunt. At least I don't remember you you could. Okay. Um, no, I, I haven't played this one. But I, I agree with what you're saying, especially with this era in um, wrestling game development. Like, you're right. This set off a, a trend of very, very entertaining and fun to play wrestling games, even if you were not into wrestling. Right. Well, the, the publisher who had this game uh, was THQ. And for that generation, they were amazing. They were the famous wrestling developer at the time, right? So mm -hmm. before they had the WWE license, they had WCW. So this is kind of a precursor to all that stuff. I did play their later stuff um, with the creative wrestler modes, and those are amazing. But, I mean, with this, it is just limited to changing uh, colors. If a um, wrestler had a mask, you could swap it on and off, change the character name, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But definitely influential for later titles. Um, after they got the WWE license, they kind of moved away from this style. But for the N64, I mean, not that there's many games on the N64 period, especially wrestling, uh, but the ones that are there, this one is one of the, the top selling. All right. So anybody else here 
Uh, GP doesn't sound like he he's played this one. How about you, Werewolf? Have you have you experienced this one? Like I said, I think this is one that I played a good chunk during uh, summer when I was younger, but it was so long ago. Uh, we're talking over twenty years ago since I last played it, and it was only this for is a the few summer weeks, of ninety so. nine. <laughs> it was oh, it was no. not a. I wasn't heavily exposed to it. But I did play it a lot. I remember having fun with it. That's about it. Okay. One of like the memories I have of this game and why I liked it so much is during those Royal Rumbles, you could exit the the arena and you could walk over to the the crowd and you just reach in the crowd and you pull out a random item. Right. So this game had like chairs and all kinds of crazy stuff, but it also had mm. stop signs. <gasps> so you literally would pull the <laughs> pull out a stop sign. So there's sixty characters. One of the characters, I don't even know if he's real or not. I mean, it's wrestling. Half of them could be fake, I don't know. But his name is Ming Chi. There's nothing fake about wrestling. Uh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Hogan's real. <laughs> he's all American hero. How but would Ming you spell Chi, that? <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> wears a yellow leotard, and he has like no hair except this black swirl on top of his head. He looks like a grown-up Charlie Brown. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's just hilarious. So Charlie Brown goes out of the ring, reaches in the crowd, and pulls out a giant red stop sign, and then you can go back in the ring and you just pummel the. Sh- of Hollywood Hogan with a stop sign as Charlie Brown. It's fucking hilarious. Because he did the WCW thing. I forgot about Right. That. And this one's all about the factions and the switching. So you can make him regular Hogan. You make him Hollywood Hogan. You can make him Wolfpack, I think it is. I, I, I can't keep track. But there's a bunch of factions. But that, that co-op mode, like there's almost no story at all in this game. But the local co-op and the variety of characters, it just, it just nailed it. And it even had... Voice samples for the N64, because that system was not the greatest. Yeah. You'd still have the occasional, oh, yeah, from <laughs> Macho Man, right? Uh, okay, so it was not a WRPG? No, it was not a WRPG. <laughs> that's, that's, a new, that's a new gag for this episode. Um, there you go. I think I may actually have a story. I'll have to verify this with, my, with, with KBiz. But I, and this is one of my favorite KBiz stories for anybody who's been around the therapy. You know who I'm talking about. But I think he was so hyped. The face of retro. <laughs> of course. I think he was so hyped for this game that he went out before he had the game. And I want to say before he even owned a 64 and bought the uh, the gamer guide for it. Because he was big into wrestling. So I think it, I'll have to verify that with him. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I do know this game now. But no, never played it. But I'm familiar with somebody who had the player's guide for it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. The connections are deep here. I'm pressed B to cancel. Also, if you're listening, KBiz, happy birthday. Happy birthday, KBiz. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, birthday Biz. So, yeah, I just asked GP now, obviously, if he'd play it again. So I'm pretty sure if you wanted, you you know, someone said, you want to play this again, would you play it? Yes. I'm, I'm going to say that for all of us now. So my question for you is, what if we swapped out this game for... Let's say WWF Royal Rumble on Super Nintendo. Would you touch it? Oh, never played probably it. Probably not. That one, <laughs> I just had to ask because that one is the only one I remember. I had a friend was... who had that game and he made me play that game a lot more than I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't terrible, but it got old quick. You know what I mean? It, it was a matter of who could button mash faster, and that's kind of what I liked about Honestly, it. Honestly, that's what it came down to once it hit the grapples. Yeah, exactly. So you grapple with each other and bang the button as quick as you could, and that was it. So that was the only wrestling game I really have much experience with. So so you wouldn't try, Jake? You wouldn't do it? I mean, there's waterboarding, and then there's torture. 
Oh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, so. I, I have very. I played very few wrestling games. Like, and most I did not really like, as I said. Uh, but this one just really stuck out. Yeah, that's fair. I've never been a big wrestling fan. I was when I was a young kid. I did a little bit when uh, I think it was high junior high school, maybe like the first year of high school, and then that was it. And I remember getting an E Fed. If anybody knows what that is, that was back then. And that's what Jake was actually making me think of is because you just basically had to write your intro for when you're walking into the ring. And Jake did a really good job of selling that there earlier. So way, way to go, man. You just hit the nostalgia for me, even for something I don't even feel nostalgic for. <laughs> so uh, well played. Well played. All right. I'm going to I'm going to buy my book. Buy it's my retro. Book. It's not vintage. <laughs> yeah. Hot garbage edition. Hot garbage, yeah. So I want to save uh, Werewolf for last because, I don't know, I just want to get in on this. This is fun. <laughs> so anybody want to ask me? Come on. Somebody ask me. Ask me the question. Hey, Paul. Uh, what'd you think of uh, Mario Golf? I never played it, man. <laughs> I- I'm kidding. Hey, wh- uh, <laughs> is there a genre that you absolutely hate? but happen to have one video game in that genre that was amazing? And if so, can you tell us about it? I'm going to channel my inner GP here. Well, I'm glad you asked. I happen to be not a fan of RTS games, so anybody who's listening, real-time strategy. It's micromanaging. It's... I don't even know where to start. <laughs> it's very much out of my wheelhouse. Uh, I'm not that organized. I can't keep track of things the same way. So very limited exposure to these kind of things. It turned me away from like tactical RPGs and stuff like that in a few in my past. But one game that really stood out and I might get either a lot of praise or a lot of flack for this, but is Starcraft. And that is probably the only one that I will still play to this day. And I don't even know what it was. I'm not even a big sci-fi guy. You think I'm the sword and sorcery guys. I always make fun saying I'm not the sci-fi dude. I'm, Sword and sorcery, I'm fantasy. So you'd think I'd go for Warcraft, but no, no, I don't care. I want I want Starcraft. <laughs> Is this and, PC or the N sixty four port? Oh no. I I I know better than that. I even back then <laughs> when I was in the middle of my N sixty four heyday, I knew that was hot garbage compared to the PC version. Yeah, I I don't know what it is about that game. The music was pretty cool. I think it's because it was compared to the ones I played later on. Like I played Age of Empires 2, like for the first time, like two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. And it was StarCraft on steroids. There was so much more to do. There's so many more things you can do with different ways you can win. Um, But StarCraft, I guess maybe it's because it was so simple. Bare bones almost compared to Age of Empires. And I haven't gotten into any other games because of that, like Dune or Command and Conquer. I touched a little bit, couldn't touch it very long. I felt like I was getting itchy, but I'd always come back to StarCraft, and I don't know what it is. So it's just, I can't even nail on the head what was satisfying about it, besides it being like the first PC game I ever owned. Uh, That wasn't on my old 286 computer I had, full of shareware. Never full games, by the way, just shareware. So, uh, yeah, anybody else here have ever played this Starcraft? I guess I'll start. Um, <laughs> I have, and I'm about to make some people mad because I did not enjoy Starcraft. 
See, that's the thing. Like, I'm surprised still to this day that I enjoyed it, so. See, I, I love RTS games. Uh, not all of them, of course, but a lot of them. I really enjoyed Warcraft and Warcraft 2. Warcraft 3, no. I don't get the love for that one. But I also really like Age of Empires, Age of Empires 2, the various other RTSs I've enjoyed over the years. And people were like, oh, man, if you like Warcraft, you'll like Starcraft. I didn't get it. It it felt so different to me. And I don't know, something about the setting and everything really weird for me is I'm, I'm the other way. I kind of prefer sci-fi over sword and magic, you know? And yet I like I loved Warcraft, too, and I could not get into Starcraft. Are you the yin to my yang now? Is that what you're telling me? Are you, <laughs> you going to break my heart? No, it's, it's, it's fine. I, I have to say, though, one thing I do love and respect about Age of Empires is Wololo memes. So I'll never get tired of that. That was probably the best oh, part no, of, it no. of my experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the be- the best part of my uh, very short, like probably six hours worth of playing Age of Empires games in general was learning about Wololo and what it means and then finding as many memes as possible to spam my friends. So <laughs> how about Jake? Jake, you ever get into it or no? Uh, not so much the first one. Uh, I did like the second one mostly for the story i went back to the first one and again just for the story beats uh the story in that game is classic blizzard right it's mm-hmm. it's really well done and as old as the game was it had really great you know um voice acting and cinematics were pretty good considering the time period it was, it was really good for story yeah gameplay wise i'm also not very big on rts games with certain exceptions um the reason i asked if you played the port on the n64 because it was not trash Okay, it was trash, but I didn't have a PC at the time, so my exposure to RTS games was mostly through console. I mean, I would the only reason I like Dune so much is because I played on the Genesis, right? Like it's that's my exposure to RTS games, and the Command and Conquer port on N sixty four is actually decent. Um, But for StarCraft specifically, story fantastic, Um, but I just some of the gameplay just kind of irked me. But I don't know. Yeah, that's fair, and that's. Totally, like I'm still surprised to this day that I actually like it. So, but yeah, that that's it really for me. I I can't say I've I wanted. I've never gotten the itch to play another RTS game. So that's why I had to bring this one up. I actually knew some guys who had it for PC and Mac because a lot of the guys that I knew for that kind of game were more Mac players than anything. <laughs> There's no games on Mac. <laughs> Starcraft was. And yet somehow they still always were, they were still super hype about StarCraft for the N64 and would play that too. Like you have a PC, you have a Mac, you have this game. Why are you playing it on the N64 instead? (laughs) You didn't get it, but they did it. So it couldn't have been that bad. That or maybe they just enjoyed sitting on a couch for once and not in front of a computer. It's possible. I do remember a lot of no land cheating, guys. No land cheating. <laughs> yeah. Like the screen cheating. None of that. So, yeah, a little bit of everything in there. So <laughs> it's weird. Werewolf, since you since you can agree with it, let's let's see. What what did you dislike? I want to talk as loud as I can in the now. I stop, stop, I'm getting moist. I never played uh, I never played StarCraft. No, that's all I have. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know better than asking GP about PC games because 
I usually have the least experience in PC games, and I'm still ahead of GP. So, well, I, I never that whole genre was like you said, kind of passed me. I did play uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert a couple times, and I, I actually liked that one. But yeah, no, you're right. You can erase all that stuff I just said. There's no I contribute <laughs> nothing. Fair, fine. <laughs> we'll we'll see how this works in the edit afterwards. But uh, Werewolf, tell us what's your choice here. I want I want to hear from you something that you didn't like generally, and what was this diamond in the rough that stood out to you that that beckoned to you? Okay, so generally speaking, I don't care for fighting games. I mean, yeah, I I liked Street Fighter Two back in the day. I never bought a copy. But what about Super Street Fighter Two? I think I rented it once. How about Super Street Fighter Two Turbo? <laughs> Maybe that's the one I rented once. I don't know. Marvel vs. Capcom? Street Fighter 3. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Okay, so this was a PlayStation entry, and it's probably not super well known. Most people who own this game don't own it for this game. They bought it because of the Final Fantasy VII demo that came along with it. I'm talking about Uh, Tobal number 1 for the PlayStation. Nice. And... I mean, I'll be honest, I did kind of want to try the demo for Final Fantasy VII. It was a year before the game came out. I was excited to try the demo, but the demo of Final Fantasy VII is not the first thing I put in the PlayStation. I actually wanted this game. The artwork or the character design was done by, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, The guy who did Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Kira Toriyama. Ah, Kira Toriyama, yes. And uh, so he designed all the characters for this. So the game looks very Dragon Ball, very Chrono Trigger. And, you know, Chrono Trigger wasn't that old yet. So I was still kind of into that look for the characters. So I was intrigued by that. Is that anything like Chrono Trigger? (sighs) (laughs) Game Genie. You're pronouncing it wrong, (laughs) damn it. (laughs) You're saying it wrong, not me. Okay, Okay, sorry. I had to to do it. I had to do it. But uh, this this game had some really intriguing mechanics to it that drew me to it. Because if it was just for the Final Fantasy VII demo and just a fighting game, I would not have bought it. It's that simple. So the game has something like a dozen characters, maybe a few more. Some of them are unlockable. The actual gameplay is a lot of fun. The gameplay mechanics are pretty deep. There's still mechanics that... I never managed to figure out how to do them because I'm not that competent at fighting games. Generally speaking, like when you get into a grapple, you can actually do reverses and then reversals on those reversals. And it's it's a huge mess. And I've accidentally button mashed my way through like three or four reversal combos with friends who did the same damn thing. (laughs) But it's got some really deep gameplay to it. If you can reversal a reversal a reversal, you know. There's a lot going on. You just have to be fast about it. And I, I'm I'm not that capable. I'm not that swift at gaming. So it's it's never been something that really hit me. But the characters are all so different and so unique. Like there's a there's a guy who's basically a chicken man. There's a robot who for some reason has a special move where he can power himself down and instantly lose the match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's he's got a self shutdown button on his back that he can push if you want to. No idea why that's a thing. 
I was thinking Yoshimitsu and Tekken, where he does like the was it Harakiri, <laughs> but that actually did a lot of damage to the other person if you actually hit him with it. Oh yeah, I don't think there's a way to hurt other people with this. I think it's just you lose, you're done. You hurt them by saying, "I forfeit." the The game takes place on an alien planet, so you have all sorts of alien creatures as well as some humans and the robot things like that. The part that really drew me to this game was the RPG mode or the quest mode where it's still a fighting game, but you're exploring a dungeon. You find items to recover your health or to up your max health bar. Uh, sometimes you can reduce your max health bar if you drink the drink or eat the wrong thing. You actually make your character stronger. You up their defense, things like that. And you fight all sorts of various creatures from rats and frogs to i want to say like a mammoth at some point hmm. are the maps randomly generated no they are not randomly generated uh okay. so it's generated map like hand created maps but you do get roguelite aspects to it there are potions you can find and you don't know what they do until you drink one okay yeah you know, every time the colors are shuffled, so you never know what's going to be what. And by beating those quest modes, because I think there's five or six quest dungeons you can do, that's how you unlock further characters for the game. That sounds really cool, actually. And this, this is a game I absolutely fell in love with. It was a huge surprise that I liked it as much as I did. I thought I'd enjoy the quest mode. I fell in love with the game. I was so sad after I'd found out that they announced a sequel to the game and decided not to bring it to the West. Oh. Instead, we got the spiritual successor that came after that, called Air Guys. And I think the reason we got that is because it had Final Fantasy VII characters in it. And of course, Square was going to push that to the West because of Final Fantasy VII's success. The quest mode in that was actually more of a quest mode. It played more like a Diablo-style game, less yeah, like a right. fighter when you were playing the quest mode. And it just wasn't as fun. It didn't play as well. The gameplay itself was very much an arcade fighter in that one, but it strayed a lot from Tobal. While it's, I see it as kind of a spiritual successor, these games were all made by Dream Factory. It's actually Idea Factory. And I think now they make, uh, I don't know, that, that RPG series that verges on hentai, the gaming one. There's so many. Uh, <laughs> Neptunia? <laughs> You're going to have to be more specific. May, Hyper Dimension Neptunia? Mega Dimension Neptunia? That sounds familiar, yeah. Where it takes place in like a gaming universe and all your characters are supposed to be humanoid female co video game consoles, I think. But I'm pretty sure Tobal Number 1 was Dream Factory's first major game. Idea Factory? And I loved it. I was so sad that we didn't get the sequel in the West. Yeah, that sounds really cool, actually. To have a fighting game like that with these RPG elements, I would have never expected it, actually. So just uh, since you mentioned those, I want to ask you... What about, say, the Mortal Kombat games where they had the quest mode? Have you tried any of those? No. Never got into Mortal Kombat. I never much either. I mean, love the first movie. You know, it's still the best. <laughs> oh, the mo the original movie? Oh, I, that's one of my tops. But Oh, yeah. The games I never got into. Yeah, I, I played like the original three or four or something, and then I never, I skipped a bunch of them, and... But there was one or two, I don't know if it's Deception or Annihilation. Annihilation is the crappy movie, I think. <laughs> um, not afraid to say that one. 
But there was deception and maybe it was anthology or something. But there were quest modes where you maybe it could have been. I, I'm not sure. But there was a quest mode in a couple of them. One where you'd start off as like Kung Lao and you'd run around talking to people, and then you would end up doing test uh, or like practice matches where you'd learn moves. You have to learn doing combos and stuff like that, and you'd leveled up that way. So it wasn't so much as leveling up your health bar and stuff, but it was forcing you to work through combos and that. And for a game that it wasn't like the fireball, do the Hadouken motion and press punch. It was, you know, left, right, left, ABBA, those kind of combos. It was kind of cool to see how they did that. But I I think if I had to give the choice, give it a test run again or play Tobal, I think I'd go for Tobal. That sounds really cool. It's definitely a game I really, really recommend to people if you enjoy RPGs and fighting games or if you really enjoy one of them and kind of enjoy the other, I think this one will definitely hit a lot of notes for you. That sounds really cool. I like it. It's funny. I remember I always thought it was called Ergies instead of Ergeis or whatever, but... uh, Energize, please. As you were were describing Tobol, that's, that's the one that kept popping in my mind for some reason was Ergies. And so I was, I was going to ask if anybody remembered that one. So the fact that it's the same company that put that out is very interesting. Um, yeah, I've never even heard of Tobol, but, you know, maybe it's, it's one of those lost gems like uh, Donkey Kong 94 uh, that I'll have, to, I'll have to look into. Nice. All right, guys. That Final Fantasy VII demo was pretty good. <laughs> We're still waiting for it in 2020. Wait, that's a different one. Okay. I, I did only just say that was – so I never played Tobol number one uh, – I did want to pick it up though, because uh, I do again. The art style is right my alley, and I never, I just never really got around to playing it though. I do love like the quest or RPG style modes in fighting games. Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast is another one that did it, and it was a lot of fun to bring some kind of some kind of motivation outside of just straight up battles to those kind of games. Yeah, and Soul was Soul Blade for the PlayStation kind of had one too. Yeah, and it, I really enjoyed it. I just wish it were more rpg than it was right in this in the soul games because it's i don't know something about tobal really nailed it for me and there's no other related games or media with it it's just a game there's the one game and that's it there's no other they made a sequel tobal 2 and that was it is there a fan translation of it uh i yes there is a a fan translation of tobal 2 so i I might have to try and get my hands on that somehow. I had it at one point. I don't think I have it anymore. But it's that one, I think, actually has random dungeon generation. Cool. Yeah, I'd be all over that. I should look and, and check that out. that one has something like 50 to 100 characters you can get, including a chocobo. Ooh. Hey, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> I like all the words you're saying. Especially kookaboo. Oh, yeah. Sign me up twice. all right so i got one more thing to do before we end this episode here bring it up again just to refresh your memories gp what was your choice again uh uh, mario golf toadstool tour for the gamecube okay there we go so sports and mario golf now if you had to force him to play anything werewolf and jake what would you make him play let's go with werewolf first base wars for the nes okay okay i have it with the robots yeah there we go. That one is a lot of fun. I, I highly recommend playing that against somebody else who's not played it. There we go. 
<laughs> like maybe you maybe you and K-Biz or something can play that one together. That'd be fun. That one is surprisingly fun. I don't much care for baseball or sports games. <laughs> that one is one of those old games that just sticks out for me and I remember having such a blast with it. It's it's baseball mixed with blades of steel. Ooh. Oh wow, okay. You actually have combat in this baseball game. <laughs> nice. All right, Jake, how about you, man? What was what would be one sport game that you'd make them play? No, honestly, Hot Shots Golf for the PSP. Um, out of all the... I mean, I played more than a few golf games, and I try and stay away from the simulation-style ones, but Hot Shots is very arcade-style and very similar to Mario Golf, and it's just such a huge variety of stuff in it, and... I sunk hours into that. And again, this is a guy who hates golf. I can't stand it. And I love that game. Nice. And it's very much like Mario Golf. Sweet. All right. Let's do, let's do the same thing. Same thing here for Mr. Jake. Jake, what did you like again? Those 1998's N64 classic WCW versus NWO Revenge. All right. So we got wrestling and we've got that one. GP, if you were going to make him play anything, what would you make him play for wrestling? Uh, WrestleMania? <laughs> I, I, I don't know much. The only real wrestling game I ever played was for the NES, um, and that was very briefly. It's the one with Hulk Hogan on the front. Uh, I remember you could play as Andre the Giant, and it was a pretty dope game for really not having a, a lot of depth. So if you're okay with taking the game that you do like and descaling it in almost every way, WrestleMania is for you. If that's the one I'm thinking, that's the NES one, and I actually played that a lot with a friend of mine, and that was also good. Nice. Okay. Cool. Whew. All right. Werewolf, how about you, man? What would you make him play? <laughs> I- I'm going old school again. Pro wrestling for the NES. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Is that the one with uh, Starman? Oh, Starman. Yeah. And who are the other ones? It was. The guy with the Viking it, helmet. It was a very silly game. Yeah. It had King Corn Karn. It had Fighter Hayabusa, Giant Panther, King Corn Karn. King Slender, yep. Starman, and the Amazon. <laughs> the Amazon, that's the one I was thinking of from Parts Unknown. I think I, I think I did play that on one of those bootleg carts. I'm pretty sure I have. It, yeah, I, think, I think so. I think there was blood in that game. I think <laughs> there, I think there was blood. If you played as the Amazon, he used to bite them, and there would be blood. Oh, wow. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Harsh. I'm pretty sure. And like, I mean, this is cryptic. You, you have to look for it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. So. <laughs> all right so let's go with me here somebody had to make me play something besides starcraft let me know what what would you subject me to guys i would okay you have to play dune on the sega genesis <laughs> dune on sega genesis okay yeah i know like it's an rts game and it's on a console the genesis of all systems actually there's a few on the genesis that are actually really good herog zui i said that really wrong and uh, general chaos <laughs> Like there's a a few RTS games, but Dune, just the setting, the lore. I mean, I didn't even see the movie or the books until I played that game. That game is really influential for me in RTS games. I will say I watched the movie within the last year, and again, like I said, I'm not big on sci-fi, but that was actually really cool because they had so much more fantasy than actual sci-fi. It was kind of like yeah. Star Wars without lightsabers. It was really cool. More more opera, less force. I don't know. But anyways, Plus it's so, got yeah, giant, cool. you know, giant worms, and I'll take anything with that big. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Werewolf, what would you make me play? Um, I, I think you said you've played it, but Age of Empires One is still my favorite RTS. 
That's cool. No, I've I think I've only played two. I can't remember now. I I would have to check my Steam library. So, and I, I'll admit, Age of Empires two has a lot more functionality that like new mechanics and new things you can do, new builds, stuff like that. But something about Age of Empires one, a little bit simpler than Age of Empires two, but I had some long matches in that game. We're talking like eight hour games with a friend, all nighters kind of thing. Nice. And it would sometimes come down to how many points do we have on the board right now? Let's check the scores real quick and we'll we'll end it here because we're hungry. We got to eat something. <laughs> We've been at this for way too long. I like it. I like that. <laughs> and I'm not even going to ask GP because, like I said, he doesn't. He's like, uh, 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 uh. So unless you want to chime in and throw in something, you want to go with the red alert? Yeah, I think you should go back and uh, double check that. But like I said, <laughs> I I can sit that one out. I remember that one having pretty cool music, so. Yeah, actually, yeah, the uh, the Hell March or whatever the f***ing name of that track was. Yeah, exactly. Really, really dope, yeah. Yeah. All right, so, Werewolf, we're going to make you go through the, the gauntlet the final time. GP, what would you make Werewolf play instead of uh, Tobal number one? Fighting game. Right, yeah. Um, My I, my favorite fighting game ever has got to be Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, I know we you kind of said you were never really into Mortal Kombat or any of that, but... Um, as yeah. far as I have that one, I think I have it for Saturn actually. I've only ever played the uh, the Super Nintendo version, but of the original trilogy, two did it best. I think so too, actually. It's it's smooth and there's a good amount of characters without being shoehorned, and yeah, I think it's a, a great game. That's a whole other argument right there. I can debate you <laughs> in Mortal Kombat. Let's we'll, we'll do a mini cast. That'd be good. There you go, Jake. What would you make him play? Well, for the PlayStation specifically, there wasn't. There wasn't that many good games or fighting games on that system. I, I'm, in a, I'm not a big fan of the PS to begin with, but there was one that was really interesting, and that was Fighter Maker. Um, I'm really big on the create-your-own-game type th- stuff these days on PC, and to see that them... That was one I remember to look at. Yeah, to go back to the PlayStation when nobody was doing this kind of stuff on a console, you could create your own fighters, moves, costumes, the whole nine yards. It was great. It took your entire memory card, which I always found hilarious, just to go back and play it, <laughs> to look at what they were trying to do with something like that is is pretty awesome. You know, the, normally the ones that were the most exhaustive on your memory card was like a racing game. I didn't dare play a, a racing game on N64 for fear of ruining my, oh, yeah. my memory pack. I think Fighter Maker got released partly because of the success of RPG Maker. Was that on PlayStation? Was there, there were two of them on PlayStation and then one oh, on PS2. Yeah, I remember a PS2 one. And I have all three of them. Nice. Because I'm a nerd like that. <laughs> Fighter Maker was one I always wanted to try and never got the chance. And like I said, I'm not into fighting games enough to be like, yeah, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely make you play Marvel vs. Capcom on, in arcade. Just because I'm pretty sure Psylocke is what made me enter puberty. <laughs> I will admit... Marvel vs. Capcom is one other fighting game that I loved. Ooh, you see that, guys? But I had it on Dreamcast. Right. The reason That's I okay. bought the Dreamcast was that game. <laughs> so we're going to end it now. Well, I'm on a high note, so I already got him on a... Yeah. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We had to go through this one. I just wanted to go and basically make people talk about it, talk things out of their comfort zone a little bit and just to reminisce a bit more. So thank you guys for sharing your deepest guilty pleasures here with me at least in the video game world anybody want to uh start off here and say where we can find you How about werewolf 
Well, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F. I know I spell it a little weird, but uh, yeah. Because it's hardware store wolf, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Check them out. And how about you, GP? Oh, yeah. I, I stream as The Retro Therapy on Twitch. You can find me on all of the uh, standard social media platforms uh, as The Retro Therapy or here on Press B to Cancel. So that's like ICQ, GeoCities, Habbo Hotel? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, I used to be on uh, MySpace. But anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Why, thank Drun you. Drunken slurring polish is always a good fit. <laughs> All right, Stick Jake, where can we find you? Well, not on ICQ because Putin hates me and won't unban my account. <laughs> but I am Sick Jake, S-I-C-J-A-K-E. I also spell it weird over on Twitch and Twitter. Nice. All right, guys. Thank you again so much for being here. And uh, until next time, this is Take It Away, Werewolf. Can't be too cancel. Uh, press it. <laughs> Just press it. Are you a door? Maybe. Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guide to the Galaxy. Come on, guys. Have some culture. I have seen that in years. Special thanks for music go to Arthur the Ancient, found on SoundCloud, or The Last Ancient on YouTube. For more episodes, please visit our website, pressbtocancel.com. As well, feel free to like or subscribe at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been Press